Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. The book of Exodus tells us the story of how the Israelite people were held captive as slaves in Egypt. Then their God, Yahweh, performs a series of dazzling miracles and gets them out. Now under the leadership of Moses, the freed Israelites are headed to the promised land. You remember the story? We're headed for the promised land. I can still hear Jim Rohn telling me the story for the first time. Now, you just got free. You are under the care and protection of God's anointed one, and you're headed to the promised land. Sounds like a success story, right? But it's not. It's a tragedy because they never got there. Why? Because from day one, they started to gripe and complain. They griped about the food. They just got delivered from slavery. And now they're saying, this food's not all that hot. They were facing starvation and God provided them with manna from heaven, but they could only compare it unfavorably to the delicious melons, cucumbers, and meats that they had known in Egypt. They whined and cried about the water. They had water in the desert and they're griping about it. They said, this water doesn't taste that good. I mean, come on, give us a break. How much of this can you take? They whined and cried and griped about the leadership, the leadership that delivered them from slavery, the leadership that parted the Red Sea with the strike of their staff. They said, this leadership's not all that competent. I mean, come on, give us a break. They whined and cried because it was it was too hot. It was too cold. It was too far. It was too difficult. It was too windy. It was too rocky. They wound up crying for years. And finally, God said, I've had it. Trip canceled or something like that. God himself became so irritated by their endless discontent that he barred the entire generation, Moses included, from ever entering the promised land. And they died still in the desert. After all that trouble, and even after the next generation established itself in the land of milk and honey, the grumbling continued unabated. Whatever they had, they were still perpetually discontent, always dreaming about something better and comparing that dream to what it is that they had. We call this the grass is always greener syndrome, the psychological equivalent of an optical illusion, a mirage, a fantasy fixation. As soon as we get over the fence and we get up close to the grass, to that new shiny object, to the, that imagined thing, we see that it is not so green after all. So what do you do then? We once again, look longingly to the horizon. The more distant and unattainable this new object, the greater is our desire to have it and the greater our discontent is with what we have. You see, by nature, we humans are not easily content with our circumstances. By some perverse force within us, the moment we possess something or get what we want, our minds begin to drift towards something new and different, to the imagination that we've conjured in our head that is better than what we have now. We can see this syndrome playing out in our daily lives. We continually look to other people who seem to have it better than us. Their parents were more loving to them. Their careers are more exciting. Their lives are easier. We may be in a perfectly satisfying relationship, but our minds continually wander towards a new person, someone who doesn't have the very real flaws of our existing partner, or so we think. We dream of being taken out of our boring life by traveling to some culture that is exotic and where people are just happier when we are in our grimy city where we live. But if you go to those imagined exotic places, the problem is you merely drag with you your own discontented frame of mind. 
And it was said back in the 1400s, wherever you go, there you are. The moment we have a job, we imagine something better. You search for entertainment that will bring you, you new fantasies in which to feed upon. You read books, articles, and blogs filled with ideas that have no relation to your daily life and full of empty speculations about things that only half exist. And none of this turmoil and ceaseless desire for what's out there ever leads to anything fulfilling. It only stirs up more illusions to pursue because in the end, you cannot escape from yourself. Maybe the most striking example of this syndrome is the view that we take of our childhood. As it recedes into the past, most of us remember a golden time of play and excitement. As we get older, it becomes even more golden in our memory. Of course, we conveniently forget the anxieties, the insecurities, and hurts that plagued us during our whole childhood. We forget how desperately we wanted to be older, how we couldn't wait to be rid of this terrible condition called childhood. But because our youth is an object that grows more distant as we age, we are able to idealize it and see it as greater than it was, as greener than it was when you were there. Look, life is short and we only have so much energy. Led by our insatiable desires, we can waste so much time in futile searches and changes. We can spend too much of this precious time in a state of perpetual discontent. Don't be like the ungrateful, whining, griping, moaning, and complaining Israelites. Don't waste this gift, this precious time. Don't let your comparison to the mirage, to the illusion, to the grass is greener over their syndrome, keep you in a state of perpetual discontent while you are here. Oh, and hey, even if you think that grass is greener on the other side of the fence, remember, you're gonna have to water, fertilize, and mow that side too. Look, you are free. If you live in a first world country, you are in the land of milk and honey. You have made it to the promised land and you've arrived here at the greatest time there ever was to be alive in all of human history. Embrace that, focus on that while you do the work to make it and you better every day. But let's practice loving what is. Take out your Darren Daily Journal, jot this down. What is one thing great about your life right now? And I look forward to reading what that is.